0: She's a Baylor legend. If she's got a million fans, I'm one of them. If she's got one fan, it's me. If she has no fans, I'm dead. Caitlin Bickle joins Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated. It's inside the Bears alongside now former Baylor women's basketball player Caitlin Bickle. Caitlin, it has been a week for women's college basketball with LSU and Iowa in the national championship and 9.9 million viewers. As somebody who's been a staple of not just Baylor athletics, but women's basketball at Baylor and women's basketball across the board, what does it mean that your last season in the green and gold, you see women's basketball at its highest point ever
1: oh yeah I mean it means a lot um obviously I've been on that stage I also got to attend the final four um just the craziness of it all I mean every single one of those girls deserves that um with the amount of how hard women's basketball works how all women's sports works in college it's crazy to see and like The amount of views that they got, like if y'all had been at Final Four within that crowd, like it was absolutely crazy and like amazing to be able to even be there and witness that.
0: I wish you could afford it. Um, that's the new problem with the the amount of publicity that there is now. I think the cheapest tickets are like $500 to even get in the door, uh, which is awesome. It shows how the game has grown, and there are the characters that come with that. The Caitlin Clarks and the Angel Reese's and, and now Kim Mulkey. Caitlin, you spent, you, you were recruited by Coach Mulkey to come to Baylor, and she has risen as one of the most controversial figures of the sport. When you take the good and the bad and you kind of put it all together, what has your experience been like with coach Mulkey and now seeing her win it all you did that with her as your coach now seeing her do it at LSU
1: yeah no no shocker that she was able to turn that program around I'm gonna be honest with you um she knows the game she knows the personnel she wants she knows how she wants her system and she's gonna coach you till she gets you know uh the outcome that she wants so no there was no shock to me um that they made it um those those girls are buckets. I mean, angel Reese is is crazy. Um, Alexis Morris was here my freshman year whenever I came in and and I was in no shock the way that she played in the tournament because she's always been that good. Um, and so many other other people, Carson stepped up for them, which, you know, it, she stepped up at the right time. Yeah, uh, who she saw that coming be asked to play a better game in a national championship game. So, I mean, they played their hearts out. They they deserved that win. They they came in and and they were ready for the challenge against Caitlin Clark and the rest of the mm-hmm. Hawkeyes.
0: Give me so when when Coach Mulkey and look this is not becoming a Coach Mulkey podcast. This is a, this is the Caitlin Biggle podcast today. But you know she leaves Baylor in the middle of your career, and there's this tangible change in mindset for players like you and Queen and Melissa who were very public about we're not committed to a person, we're committed to an institution to what Baylor is give me the behind the scenes look of those conversations with the players who stayed. And, and at the same time, you know, I've seen those players who have spoken out against coach Mulkey, you not being one of them. How did you balance that when one of the greats who recruited you leaves?
1: Um,
0: that's tough. Obviously we really wanted to
1: stay together first and foremost. I think, um, obviously with my class, we came in with five and it ended up just being me queen and Liz. Um, going into that fourth year together. And, and we made a really big deal about, Hey, like we texted each other. We were like, let's stick it out. You know, for them, they had, they knew that they kind of wanted to only have one more year and then go to the league. And I wasn't in any rush to get out of there, especially after meeting the new staff and being coached by Nikki um, and the rest of the staff. So I think it was just, you know, it's always hectic, not, a, not a ton of people have to go through that change. Yeah. Um. I think I made the right decision for myself, you know. I I loved Baylor, I know. Um there's so many other places people people left and went to, but it just wouldn't have felt like home. Um I don't know. It was it was it was just weird. It was, you know, it was such oh, like oh, an oh. unknown time that you're kind of like, okay, like you kind of got to figure things out because it's like that was the only coach I was used to. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of like figuring out like Okay, like whoever gets hired, you're kinda of gonna meet. And um I was lucky enough to to love Coach Nikki and to love every single one of the the coaches that she hired and, and the staff that she hired. And so I was just, you know, I guess in, in the lucky situation of that. And then um for Coach Kim Mulkey, you know, she did what she wanted to do. You know, I mean there's there's no hard feelings about her leaving and making that decision. Um She's a fantastic coach. She she wanted to go back home. She thought that her time at Baylor was done, and, and it was done. Um, and so, you know, she did amazing this year. I'm sure she's going to continue to do amazing things because it, it's Kim Mulkey. Um, yeah.
0: But, yeah. The, you know, the resources she has now, the the access to an entire state, um, she's going to win another one. It's just a matter of of when and possibly how many uh, and and you got to see the all right I look I can't Caitlin, it's the biggest question in college basketball right now between the whole the whole Caitlin Clark and you know she does like the hand in front of the face and then Angel Reese does it and then is it different is it the same Is where do you have a definitive stance here It seems like everybody in America has taken side. Have you built a stance on this yet? um. A public stance, I'll put it that way. Uh, Not really a public stance.
1: I mean, you're in the heat of the moment. Like, people do do things all the time. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> they're both hoopers, you know? Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, maybe the taunting was more on one side than the other, but, like, they just won a national championship. And in that moment, like, a lot of the time, people aren't, you know, thinking in those situations. It's just like when Caitlin's talk trash in other games, like, but she's scoring 40. Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's just so people are going to see it in so many different ways. Um, I mean, Liz used to be here and score, like, you know, she was getting double doubles every game and telling people they were too little. Like that makes sense. Like she's a yeah. bucket. She went second in the draft. She's still hooping. Like it's one of those things, like people just have to get used to. And I just don't think people are as used to such a powerful and energetic kind of attitude that Angel Reese has. And you know, that's new to everyone. So of course people are going to hate on it. People are going to hate on Caitlin Clark or love Caitlin Clark. And, and it's just chaos. But I think eventually it's like, I think our like women's basketball is just becoming so much more competitive, so much more like everyone's a little bit feistier within it because they can be, you know, we don't have to be quiet women that are, you know, just Look a certain way, be a certain way. I think I think it's really showing the game's just growing, and I also think just the confidence of women um, expressing themselves during it.
0: Yeah, nine point nine million people didn't tune in to see no fireworks. I mean, they 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 got a show, and it it played in so well to the way this season ended in women's basketball with so much parity too for South Carolina not to be there for UConn not to be there, the new names and the new faces. Uh, but Caitlin, now for you, talking your Baylor career, and I kind of I want to start now and go backwards because you've declared for the WNBA draft. Take me through what that process looks like. And even like the last week for you, which has been so hectic.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I thought I wasn't going to be busy after season and I was completely incorrect. Right. Um, but I think it's just kind of obviously figuring out, like I got to figure out who I want as an agent. I got to declare, I've gotten to do a few fun things like being in the three on three in Houston and, and going to the final four for a summit and meeting, and listening to some amazing women that have already been in the league and gotten to, into their careers. Um, so I think right now it's just kind of staying focused. Like I'm, I've started working out again this week now that I'm finally back um, and just like staying ready, you know, cause you, you never know where you're going to end up, whether it's a chance to get drafted or whether I'm going to go overseas or when I'm going to go re- really. So I think for me, it's just kind of been the mental aspect of, taking care of myself, like making sure I'm taking care of school while also like preparing
0: for what's
1: next because it comes so quick.
0: Built bar. I love it. Built bar is my favorite bar. It's the thing that I eat every morning when I start my morning, happy national championship day, by the way, uh, it built bar, the coconut almond, the stuff's still going on builtmarchmadness.com. It's still going on this, this bracket here. And if you go in and you put in your stuff, your information to vote, then you could win a free, free, that's right. Box of built bar. 50 people will win that. One person will win a free 12 month subscription to built bar. The free built bars for you to eat. You got to try built It's the best protein bar ever. They are amazing. You will not think that they're good for you. You won't, but they're only like 130 calories and you know, like 13 grams of protein. It's pretty nuts actually. And it's just like four grams of sugars, less than that. It's, it's insane. What makes built bars so good? They are high in protein, low in sugar, 100% real chocolate. That's why I like it. Run to builtmarchmatis.com, vote for your favorite bar. Coconut almond for me and my friends. Coconut almond, builtbar.com. Go to Sam's, go to Walmart, get one. You know, I've, I've always found it so interesting and I, I want to I'm going to be careful with the question, honestly, but I, I really, I genuinely want to know. So I have a sister, she's the number 42 softball player in America in her class. She's a sophomore in high school. And I know, like, I'm confident that any boy in her place it's like, oh yeah, I'm a millionaire. You know, they, they're just like, oh yeah, I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to go to the league. And, and for her, she knows that there's a timer on the rest of her career because she's female, which terrible like I'm glad that is slowly but surely changing with the growth of women's sports and you're seeing that this week and with softball in itself now for you how do you tackle a WNBA that has become so competitive and so exclusive from the standpoint of someone who's trying to get drafted and trying to make a career out of what you have done for your entire life
1: yeah I think obviously there's you know the WNBA has grown a ton and they and they want to continue to grow um you just saw Tom Brady who is now kind of getting in on the action now that he's retired. And I think that's, that's kind of one of the things I always look at because obviously players that are playing can't do that stuff. Yeah. So it's hard when you see that support, but they can't put money into that. You know, like it, they literally are not allowed to. So it's always tough because we see the support growing. And I think it's just so hard because they're, they're continuing to try to grow and to, to try to pull in money to where they can expand the league. Um, as for kind of just looking at it in a different way, like I just got to think like, it's not like it's over if I don't get in, you know, I think there's so many other options overseas. I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to see the world. So for me, it's, it's just another opportunity. You know, I I just look at people today and I'm like, I'm just kind of grateful to be here, you know, like to be able to like have made it through after the surgeries, after, after having so many injuries and, and just setbacks that, I've like been able to kind of make it through and, and still want to play basketball afterwards and still be capable of playing basketball afterwards. Hmm.
0: Caitlin, to stay on the the little backtrack timeline that I've awkwardly built here, Nikki Collin is hired at Baylor. Just, just that name. And I'm going to leave it as vague as I can. Cause I want you to have the floor. What does that name? Nikki Collin mean to you now?
1: Oh man. Uh, I love her. I love her. She, she really um, came in and, and changed me for the better. I think um, it's, it was amazing getting to play behind such fantastic players that I got to play behind for four years. Um, And then like this past year, I kind of got a chance, like, obviously, you know, we had people hurt, we had people that couldn't play. And so I had to take a bigger role. Um, And she's always expressed confidence in me, you know, from the first conversation we had um, it's just so authentic. It's so genuine. And and I love that. Like you need that, those people in your life, especially when that's like, what's important to you. Um, and then also just the coaches she hired, the staff she hired. Like every single pretty much every single day I've been in Waco in off season now that season's over, I've literally gone up there and I just sit up there. Like I don't know what to do, you know, like I go work out and stuff like that, but I'm still kind of like like they had a team meeting today. And you know, I'm like not on the team anymore. Like I'm moving on. Um and I just came up there and I was like, so what'd you guys chat about? You know, like what's up? Like how's it going? Like I missed you. Like I'm like, I'm sad that I wasn't there. I don't need to be there, you know, like, it, <laughs> but I'm still just like, I want to be around those people. Like, those are the people that make you better, whether it's in basketball, in life, in school, spiritually, like, and, and that's what I, I love about them.
0: Caitlin, um I told you I was gonna ask you any hard questions. I guess I just lied. Uh when when you see so people are are not always nice on Facebook, particularly. It's just a cesspool. So these people, the naysayers of Nikki Collin, the one who the ones who just are are not in her corner for some reason, you're not a part of the team anymore. You can address that. What do you say in confidence of Nikki Collin and this program moving forward?
1: Oh man, you know everyone has haters. I'm glad I don't have Facebook. I'm glad you said it was no, Facebook because please do. Not don't. I don't want the Facebook. Facebook. Um, I mean, everyone has something to say, you know, it's, it's, it's inevitable. It's how our world is nowadays. You can just click on a screen. You don't need to actually have a real username. You don't need to have a photo. You can just say whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, but man, is she passionate like man do they work hard y'all like I don't think people understand that like and, and I think people have to realize like the nights where she's staying up till two or four in the morning working on a scout like re-watching games doing this doing that like you know because and, and I know how tough that is and I know how mentally like locked in you have to be because while she's doing all of this like she's getting hated on While she's getting hated on, she still has to come into work every day with a great attitude to make her players better, to do exactly what she needs to do to make sure her staff is doing the best of their ability to make us better every single day. And, like, it's hard to live up to the name of Kim Mulkey. You know, like, she's not just going to some random school that's never won before, that doesn't have a reputation. Like, it's Baylor. Like, it was, you know, like, and I think people just need to give it time. You know, like like we've had the unfortunate area of where like, oh, we didn't have a ton of numbers last year. You're playing with seven people, mind you, like half the time those players were injured or going through it. And like we had to figure things out during practice to be able to practice and hopefully have five people to practice. So that was last year. This year we come in, you're expecting to have two seniors that can play. You're expecting to have all these things go on. You lose both seniors at random times. I get hurt. You're only playing with one senior. The other senior can't play in the first half. Then all of a sudden, the other senior gets hurt. I come back, and then the other senior, like the third senior, can't even play for the whole season. Okay, well, numbers are a little different now. Your plan of action is a little different now. You know, like, I think it's just so many different obstacles and adversities that they've had to face as a staff while being hated on by everyone on the outside. You know, like, it's it's never easy, and I think – I'm so excited to be able to, like, I'm so sad I'm not going to be there anymore. But I'm so, like, I'm going to be the biggest Baylor fan in the world. Like, not just for women's basketball, but for men's basketball, for Baylor football, for baseball, softball, acro. Like, the way this community is, like, just have to continue to back each other. And I have no doubt that Coach Nikki and the rest of them, like, the rest of the staff will get those players ready for next year and that they're going to bounce back. Amazing.
0: I let's camp there because when you got done with your last game, Twitter, I was surprised your name wasn't trending on Twitter. The amount of Baylor fans that came out of the woodwork and were just this team, this, you know, the Nikki Collin era, Baylor women's basketball has been Caitlin Bickle the last few years. And, and so what, what does that mean to you? I, I see you respond to these tweets too. You're active on social media. You're active in the Baylor community. What does that support of who you are? Not just as, as a player, but a Baylor bear. How does that hit you? Oh man. Uh, I love that. Like, I take it to heart. Like,
1: my biggest thing is like being a genuine person. Like, I really don't want anyone to ever look at me and be like, Oh, she's fair. Oh, it's just, well, you know, like, I'm not that like, what you see is what you get kind of thing for me. Um, and I was never like a Kalani Brown or an Alyssa Smith or a Lauren Cox or, or people that were going to put up double doubles every single night. I was never that person. Like I was the person that came in and and I knew my role and I accepted my role every single year, whether it changed, stayed, got bumped back, like anything. And I just I, I invested myself, you know, like I, I wanted to win. Like I didn't care if the like if we won and it was just me high fiving everyone every single play. Didn't care if I scored two points, if I scored 20, you know, like we played OU a second time this year and I had the game of my life. people were congratulating me, this, that. And I looked at them and I was like, what are you congratulating me for? Like, we lost. Like It doesn't matter. You know, like, to me, I'm like, that doesn't matter because we didn't win. Like, watch the game three times and I'm sitting there like, oh, I could have done that better. Like, I messed up on that possession. Like, you know, just certain things. Like, that's how I look at it because overall, like, the name of Baylor is what's important to me. You know, like, I sit here and I'm like, well, I'm going to be – already graduated from Baylor, already got my degree, going to get a second one here in May. And, like, not a lot of people can say that, like, from Baylor University. You know, like, I feel like when I come in and obviously now leaving in a couple months, like, I wanted to leave the campus and the community better than when I came in. And I feel like I did that. Like, I feel like there were people that can look up to me now, you know, like, that that get excited when they see me or or even – when it's after I play or when I'm done with basketball and when I'm done with sports, like, will they still be like, Hey, like I watched you when I was younger, like you inspired me. Like that's what was so important to me.
0: Well, you hit it. Uh, you, you definitely did that. It, it worked out. And uh, here's this one's fun. I grew. So I graduate in May. This is common. I've talked about that a lot on the show and there's the, it's college. You ha- like leaving college is the worst thing that could possibly exist for most of us. Um, for you, is it, all right, bittersweet, it's the end of an era, but you're ready. It went too fast. Where, where, this is even a basketball question. Just where's your mindset?
1: Um, it's bittersweet all right. for sure. I mean, like I was working out today and someone looked at me in there cause they were just asking me what I was doing. They were like, wait, do you have like another year of eligibility? And I was like, no, but like, if I did, <laughs> I'd take it. You know, like, I was like, of course I would still stay like, not sure what I would do academically, but I'd be here yeah um it's definitely bittersweet I think like just kind of in the past couple weeks like staying busy like looking forward to what's next you know like I've been cherishing I've I've been able to see some more friends here in the past couple weeks I've been able to spend time with them obviously because I won't be seeing them as much whenever wherever I end up yeah. um but it's definitely like bittersweet trying to cherish what's now but also like having to plan for the future. Like I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know where I'm going. Um, And it's such a weird aspect for especially women athletes, in my opinion, because it comes so quick and you're basically preparing. Like I keep telling people this, you're basically preparing for three careers. You know, like you're not just sitting here like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. Like, I know that's going to happen for me. No, because the amount of people that go into the draft, I think there's over a hundred athletes already in the draft right now. They only have 136 spots in the league. Yeah. They have a 12-person roster, a 15-limit camp, and there's no G League like men's basketball. Then you try to do overseas, or you just are like, okay, whatever, I'm done with it. Let's just get a job. Like, those are the three differences where it's like, okay, I'm not just sending out resumes to try to get a job. Like, I'm sitting here like okay, I need to work on this area. But then if that area doesn't work, I need to work on this area. And while I'm doing this area, I also might want to think about like preparing for after basketball career. And I'm like, okay, like just trying to take it one beat at a time, but it, it comes so quick.
0: Yeah. Um, five more weekends, by the way, it's only five. Mm-hmm. We have a big sign in our living room that says five more weekends. So oh boy. that's, that's yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's, that's there's a lot. Break. There's a lot there. Um, Caitlin, I've kept you way over time, but I've this just I could sit here for. All right, I talk minutes. a lot. No, 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 no. This is perfect. Um, I'll wrap it up here though. Baylor Bear, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? It's like the why Baylor thing. Everybody asks it. It's corny and cheesy, but honestly, now five years later for you, you have been the Baylor Bear. What What does that mean?
1: Oh man, it's home. You know, it's just it's home for me. I think. Like, I get excited to be here, you know? Like, I got to do some amazing things last week. I got to go to Houston. I got to be around some really good players. I got to go to the Final Four and meet people like LaChina Robinson, Cheryl Swoops. Like, people don't just get to sit there and meet those people. You know, that doesn't just happen. Um, And I sat there yesterday after our last kind of little meeting, and I looked up and I was like, wow, I can't wait to be back in Waco. Like, who says that, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm going to Dallas. It's not like I'm going home, home to Arizona. Like I sat there and I was like, I already had my bags packed upstairs. And I was like, I am so excited to get back home to Waco and to get back home to Baylor. And that's just like what those five years have done for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. We were in Cabo San Lucas. Caitlin Cabo San Lucas for spring break paradise on earth. Like day three, I'm looking around at everybody. It's like, I just just miss Waco. I just want to be back at Baylor with all the people, um, five more weekends, baby. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. You're not going to, we're not going to cry. Um, Caitlin, thanks so much for doing this, just unpacking everything. And we could go on for another hour about all the stuff you've done for Baylor, but thank you not just for doing this, but also for being who you are because it's, it's made this so fun to watch for all of us. Thank you. And for those listening, thank you for being who you are, too, and for listening to Locked On Baylor today, making it your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow. We're talking L.J. Cryer, Baylor men's and women's basketball all week. It's a basketball week on Locked On Baylor.